you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hansis. I'm joined in a room teeming with heroes. Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, Greg Rosenthal, and back. She's back, baby. Colleen Wolf. Bow, bow. What's up? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. I stepped all over you, Wes. Colleen, please. This is, I'm rusty. Hey, Colleen. I'm rusty. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome uh, to the Around the NFL podcast, Wednesday edition. Connie, we talked about it before the show. We, we haven't seen each other in a while, and, and you haven't been on the show in too long here in the studio. I know. And, and we're thrilled to have you back. How are you? Thank you for having me back. This is this is a great honor. It's my favorite time of the offseason. It's the moment where Colleen it, it realizes, it's been nice not to do anything for a while, <laughs> but now I really feel like I have to do something, you know? Yeah. I, you're on the broadcast. I mean, you're back. I'm double potting today. That's, I'm, that, I'm doing the Double header. That's, that's, that's a sign the, of true boredom. Yeah. The hoops that's that we had to I'm jump incredibly through. Incredibly bored. This time around to schedule you with your camp um, <laughs> took ages. I don't deal with a lot of it, Dan. I know you do. Uh, constant. It's it's really difficult. Uh, and if you remember, hey, Ricky Hollywood, how are you? What's up, guys? Um, if you remember, Erica and Emma had uh, originally conceived the broadcast as a, a, a three-hander. Yeah. And, and Connie was a part of it, but she quickly Was, learned, is. They quickly learned that Colleen's available when Colleen wants to be available. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hence the long gaps between appearances. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah. I'm literally only in L.A. on Mondays and Tuesdays during the regular right. season. It's a right. lot to ask. But last summer, you did put in a lot of work. You were yeah, I came, I came up with basically every idea. Exactly. Wow. Wow. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, okay. kind of my brainchild, the so whole you, thing. Mm, make sure you Erica, check out more of a broadcast. performer, not an ideas right, person. I right. Who yeah. do you think writes all those bits? Exactly. <laughs> they don't write themselves. <laughs> so Connie's here. She's going to murder me. <laughs> We're excited to have Connie. And by the way, um, 
Connie does have a championship ring uh, with the Shield, our softball team back in 2016. Despite her biggest um, real um, – well, the biggest thing you did for the team was order beer from the outfield one game. But or it never made it. To. It never made it there, yeah. Um, but I tried. But it's good that you're here for this because I think it's time uh, It's time for a press conference, uh, Ricky. Um, thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, we'd like to formally announce – Effective tonight, April 3rd, The Shield, the uh, NFL media softball team, is back to defend our dynasty. Hashtag defend the dynasty. We took a year off, and um, we decided let's let's do it. I'm taking the cleats off the high wire. Mm, sh- the, uh, Skip is strapping him back on. He's going to be on the first base bag. And really excited to announce a couple things, a few things, actually. Uh, one, Colleen will not be part of the team. <laughs> you're excited to announce that? That's uh, the number one thing you're me. most excited about. Top bullet point. Uh, two, uh, we are in negotiations with Mark Sessler to work in the front office in some capacity, uh, but we, we have not locked down any type of agreement at this time. News uh, to me. little update there. Um, I'm, I'm going in order of least important to most important. <laughs> uh, uh, three. Good. Chris Wessling's back after spending all of last year on the disabled list, excuse me, injured list, uh, while battling the big C. Uh, You are back, Wes, and batting leadoff and playing third base in my lineup. And and finally, behind the glass, Ricky Hollywood makes her debut. Uh Uh-oh. Batting eighth, protecting the old Zeuser in the lineup, playing left center field. Woo! And I have one final announcement, wow. Greg Rosenthal is retiring after one season. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That got the most important <laughs> slot. What are we going to do without our Joe McEwing? I wouldn't say retiring. You never know if, if it's back next year and it's on a different night and you know life uh, things change. It could be back. Are you available for a, a sub opportunity? In an emergency, Substitute? potentially, yeah. yeah. But I'll um, I'll open the floor for any questions. I have, have, have one for you because I felt last in the year, back in the back. I felt last year that there was a level of exhaustion from you, and also the idea of having a third. Thank you, Wes. Doing a third uh, title chase. Do you feel that you're sort of a Bill Parcells figure? We went away for a year. You come back. You're re-energized. You know, he was coming off a divorce. You're not, but you right. have new, new not sort yet. of pools of energy. Uh, yes, I was exhausted. Uh, there are several people on the pe- team that made it very difficult to be the manager. You know, complaining about playing <laughs> those people time. are still on the team, by the and, way. And, <laughs> and, not left. and yes, that's why it was a hard decision to come back because I knew the same headaches would be there. Uh, but yet, I had the itch. I had to scratch the itch. Uh, anybody else? Any questions? Any questions? Yeah, I got one. Uh, in the uh, blue turtleneck. Are you a little worried about the commitment level of your leadoff hitter who does not have a glove, cleats, <laughs> and has gone uh, more time than ever without playing the game in his adult life? Uh, you're referring, I believe, to Chris Wessling. <laughs> uh, as I, when I found out yesterday that Wes lost his baseball bag that included his glove, it, it made me think of Keith Hansis, who once said to me many, many times, in fact, when I was a child, your glove you should treat it like it's your hand. Always know where it is. Well, I, I, I thought Wes had that in, in the <laughs> in the West Cincinnati. I thought mm. that's what they taught them there too, but apparently not. Yeah. I had that glove for over ten years. It was broken in perfectly. I had spent like I treated it like a mm. pet for a lot of years. Mm-hmm. And during the move, when I had Big C, it just it's gone. I don't know what happened. You're putting this on the Big C. I was under a lot of heavy medication at the time, and I don't think I was <laughs> quite at my normal mental um, strength. <laughs> 
Did it sting for you to bring me back my glove just a few weeks ago that I hadn't used or thought about in a really long time? It did not sting. I just, it was one of those things where you instinctively know it has to go to its home. Dan's losing the press It needed to go home. Right, right. One One more. One One more more for the coach. I got one more. One more. Who wants it? Greg? How do you think the team's going to react? Because it's rare, you know, sometimes a player retires or leaves for a year. It's really unprecedented uh, in the history of sports dynasties that the team retired for a year before coming back. Fair. So how are you going to handle that? Well, I, I do imagine there's going to be some rust, Greg. And uh, absolutely. In fact, you know, I did half-heartedly try to organize a practice ahead of tonight's uh, first pitch. Uh, nobody was interested. I, is that a bad sign? Yes, potentially. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm very excited to have the team back together, to have Wes healthy, uh, to have Erica on board. And uh, thank you, everybody, and um, best of luck to play all of you guys. It's time to play ball. If you strain hard enough, you can see a precedent here. Go ahead. The 90 Chicago Bulls, who won three, took a year and a half off, then sure. lost one to the Magic, Wait, and then won that, three more. That's disrespectful to wow. Scotty Pippen and Phil Jackson I'll, and, I'll and Tony Kukoc and a lot of great people that were out there working while some guys had some bozo dream about minor league baseball. I'll, I'll extend it further. What is the what is the famous famous uh, myth slash potential reality about why Michael Jordan left? Well, uh, because basketball. his father was no oh oh because of the gambling gambling issue. Why do you think Greg's not on the team this year? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're calling Greg your Michael Jordan. I'm loving this. <laughs> his I would say his softball skills are on par with Michael Jordan's baseball skills. <laughs> <laughs> All right, enough of that. So we'll, we're playing tonight. We'll keep you updated on how the season's going. Wait, uh, tonight is your first game? Yeah, it is. You want to come? Ah, maybe. Oh, uh, no, you got to do the broadcast. I got to do the broadcast, right? Well, well so do I. Erica's going to be at our game. Wait a second. How We're, we're spinning before. All right, let's take this off. I'm going to hang up okay. the cleats. <laughs> All right. Uh, coming up on today's show, pep talks. There are some players, teams, figures out there that could use um, some almost, uh, you know, big brother, big sister type pick me up or just in general a a, a person-to-person chat that we believe could be helpful so we're going to give pep talks to some people uh but before that let's get into the news uh starting with a quarterback up in the pacific northwest today is rio's 454th birthday and so in i guess good fashion birthday fashion we gotta sing Happy birthday, Rio. Happy birthday, Rio. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Rio. Happy birthday, Rio. Happy birthday, happy birthday, Rio. I implore everyone to uh, check that out on Russell Wilson's uh, uh, Instagram or, or Twitter. It's Russell Wilson and Ciara uh, right at the foot of the Christ the Redeemer statue atop the mountain. And they, Russell Wilson trying just a little too hard to have a good, like, sexy baritone. Oh, no. And then right where you heard it cut there, he goes, come on, kids. He, he says it to everybody and no one else starts singing. Okay. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Russell Wilson wants to get paid. Russell Wilson is entering the last year of a four-year contract he signed back in 2015. Uh, and he has now set a deadline. He wants a new deal with the Seahawks by April 15th when Seattle begins its offseason program. This came from Rap Sheet on Tuesday. Seattle knew, Seattle Times first had it, uh, and we'll see how this plays out. It doesn't seem, Greg, that 
this is a situation where Russell Wilson is going to disappear for the, the Seahawks offseason program. And we're heading towards some ugly stalemate. Uh, but he's sending some type of message to Seattle Brass. What do you think it is? I think it's that he wants that guaranteed money. He wants that contract now this offseason. And it's so hard for a player to have any leverage in this situation. So he's setting a deadline. And after that, he says he doesn't want to hear about it, doesn't want to talk about it for the rest of the offseason. Pro Football Talk reported that they've known about this since January. So the fact that it came out in the media multiple places this week tells me, okay, they're not making enough progress. So they're trying to turn up the heat on the team a little bit. And I don't think he just wants, I don't think he wants to be on the field again until he has a Kirk Cousins like $100 million guaranteed. And if they don't want to get it done by April 15th, then he says, fine, you know, you'll you'll get stuck, you know, trying to negotiate with me and franchise tagging me next offseason. I think it's interesting that he's not going with like the week one sort of deadline that we always see with these guys. Or camp. This is the this is the first time I've ever heard April 15th. Right. That's the that's the beginning of their offseason program. And so it's kind of curious that he picks that date. Does that tell us that maybe that they're actually closer than we'd think? Because why set a deadline that's essentially you know, a fortnight from now, if there's li- no way it's going to happen and it's essentially you're still going to play, you're not going to hold out. It's not Le'Veon Bell part two. And it just seems to me like both sides want it to happen. It just feels to me, I, I don't, if, uh, there's no sense of threat here. Are they No way are the Seahawks going to reimagine their entire defense and roster and not have Russell Wilson be part of that a couple years into it. With Pete Carroll still as your coach, is it a threat? Is it? I just I mean, I give us know. give it give me the guaranteed big contract I, I love right now, or else you risk going down the Cousins route in Washington, which is you franchise me once, you franchise me again, and make me the highest paid player in the league, and then you you are totally potentially left out cold because I can walk away from you, and you'll have no way to stop it. Uh, is that the situation potentially that could unfold here, Wes? I just don't see the comparison there because. At some point, the Seahawks are just going to say, if it ever gets to the point where it would be a Kirk Cousins franchise Texas situation where the player has the leverage, the Seahawks would say, we'll just give, we'll just give you what you want. We'll just give you as much money as you want because we're not losing you. To me, this, is, this story would have a lot more teeth if it was the NBA or the MLB where they don't have the franchise tag. I really wonder how hard of a push the union's going to make to get rid of the franchise tag. They can push as much as they want, but it's not going to happen. As part of the next collective bargaining agreement. They've gotten some concessions, and if they decided to make that a, a top, top priority, I think it's possible. It's not. There, there's no way the owners are going to sit down and they're going to say, okay, I'll allow you to take Andrew Luck off my roster, yeah. or I'll allow you to take, mm-hmm. you know, in three years, Baker Mayfield off my roster. I mean, you don't have to take him. You just, you just sign him to the contract. I think he'll get the contract in the end. I would just say these, like these Giants fans that are, you know, and I get it, they're fantasizing about a year from now, snatching Russell Wilson away from the Seahawks. The, the difference between the Redskins and Seattle's, the Seahawks want to have one of the best front offices in the NFL. The Redskins have consistently had one of the worst, and they botched their quarterback situation in a way that 31 other teams would never do if they had Well, yeah, that's the problem. The worst-case scenario for the Seahawks is they just tag him next year, which is fine for them. And right. he should get paid, though, when you think about the fact that he hasn't missed a start in all of the time that he's been there. Plus, he's played behind some really bad offensive lines, and just his style of playing, the fact that he hasn't gotten hurt or he hasn't been hindered at all, he's been really consistent, he deserves to be paid. His contract allowed them to build that team. Um, and apparently I read that the Seahawks have been budgeting for this uh, for this moment for a long time. It, 
it's in all likelihood he's not going anywhere. But yeah, I think where the snatching can come into play is after if it ever got to after the second franchise. The snatching. The snatching. Yeah. And don't think I didn't miss that uh, that Fortnite ref there, buddy. You know the kids of today, it's all but it's just the video game, blah blah blah. Fortnite. Which means two weeks. Something I didn't learn until about I'm saying about 18 months ago. Well, I spent I 30 it. something years thinking that it it's meant 10 days. I thought it meant 10 days until I was like late 30s. So two weeks, two weeks. Remember that Total Recall? So 36 fortnights is how long it took. <laughs> yes, many a fortnight. Uh, it's uh, it looks like it's uh, all over for the AAF, the Amer- Alliance of American Football. They just wrapped eight weeks of action, uh, but. AAF chairman Tom Dundon suspended football operations on Tuesday, uh, which has led to a lot of controversy. Dundon bailed out the AAF, although AAF says they, they didn't need the bailout, but uh, he, he put out $250 million to boost uh, the, the fledgling league uh, about a month ago, a month and a half ago, and now he is shutting things down. And Bill Polian, who's a co-founder of the league, put out a statement saying how he was extremely disappointed, uh, essentially uh, making it public that they believe they were misled by Dundon, who um, we've even heard reports that uh, he only bought the team, uh, only bought the league or bought into the league to strip it of its IP properties, all that type of stuff, Mark, that uh, this goes on in the business world. But I think the idea and why people are upset with this guy is they thought he was in it to help build the league and it's going to take more than one season and it looks like they're not even going to get one. They were looking for buy-in and, you know, I initially, and I'll let you guys hit on the football side, when I, when I thought Tom Dundon is this guy that's coming in with his millions and he's going to do his little underhanded business thing. I was imagining like an Enron executive who's like 73 years old with a big pot belly. He's like a year older than Wes and I in much better shape. And like when we were floating around the country doing nothing, he was like killing people with these bizarre subprime auto loans. He got rich in a very bizarre way. And I talked to Connor Orr, who w- was pretty deep in on because the, the AAF like obviously pulled a certain group of journalists in to cover from, a, from another way that no- we ignored it largely. Others did not. And Conor talked to a coach who essentially like went out, like punched his clock, went out for a lunch break yesterday and, you know, went up the street, got like Chipotle and came back. And it's like, not only do you not have a job, the entire company is gone. Oh and they, they were struggling. They were so into the AF, the coaches, that they were basically begging for laptops. They've been promised for weeks. You're going to get laptops to be able to scout players. This is your career. You're going to grow. They didn't even have computers to work with. So they were doing a lot with a little. And it's just one of those other examples that starting one of these leagues is so much harder than it appears. When Robert, this one appeared different. Robert Klemko of SI.com tweeted out that he had heard that the players who were preparing for a game this weekend before all this stuff went down had to pay or have to pay their own out of their own pocket to fly home from this. So it sounds like the entire league had the, the rug pulled out from under it by Dundon. And not only that, there's a ton of people that haven't been paid yet either. What, like there's a ton of vendors and they won't be. That with outstanding bills that I have no idea how they're going to get paid now. It's so, it shows how hard it is because they did accomplish a lot. Uh, on some level, they showed that there was an appetite for it uh, in a few different markets. San Antonio was one, Orlando, uh, San Diego. They had good attendance. But how much of that is because of the newness? How much of that is novelty because it's it, yeah, yeah the novelty? And of then it. more more importantly, you know, our network. And maybe that was a I, you know I don't know the deal the deal that they had in terms of how much they were getting paid or, or what was going on in terms of 
you know, NFL Network showing it and CBS showing it, it got like very good ratings, like very good ratings, like ratings that in the, in the States, not just like tripled what's normally on NFL Network, but it's very competitive with like, or better than like a national basketball game or, or when TBS has baseball, it's like, I love tennis. It was out rating like some big time semifinal or finals of, of like a master's tournament. So people were into it. Can we add a little perspective to that? Right. If you look at the history of these leagues, the WFL, the USFL, the XFL, they always start out hot for a month right. because of the novelty and then people get bored with it. Well, it was it, What I'm saying is it, it was pretty steady for the, the two months. And more importantly, it's like I think the NFL and I, I think this is someone who loves football. There is such a need for it wasn't just these players you know, second chance or last chance. It was the coaches. It was the front office. It was, you know, every, all the support staff. Like, it just seems like there should be room for some sort of developmental league, but I just think it's going to have to come, like, officially through the NFL. And the NFL never wants, or it's hard, like, for the NFL to figure out how to do that. It's so hard for well, a we separate talked about, company. We talked about the CBA and what happens with the ne- next negotiations and the franchise tag is something that will come up. One of the reasons why this all got blocked and Dundon pulled the plug was that this idea that they wanted to have some young NFL-connected right. talent and it wasn't in the current CBA even possible. Yeah. And it, I don't blame the NFL. Just, they have the most amazing me. free developmental league in the world, which is the College. NCAA. It's well, and like, that went against the AAF. Like Charlie Ebersole and Bill Polian were not demanding that. That right. was Dundon going out of his own to USA Today and demanding that. Yeah, it was an ugly business transaction. And, and one human, one human, human angle to all of this right. beyond everything else we've discussed is that down in our newsroom, yeah. they were a pack of, I don't want to call them nerds, they're wonderful guys, but they had a AAF fantasy league that was, you know, scorching oh. towards their own playoffs, Michael Fabiano and a, and a group of others. That just got, the, the plug got pulled on that. Fab, that was, Fabs wanted to angle, be declared the champion because he, he was in yeah. the head. <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't know that's if that's Fabs is in the Hall of Fame, though. It's that it's that Michael Jordan cutthroat competitive desire that he has. And, and, and my my last thought on all this, and it does suck. A lot of people lost their jobs. Um, number one, uh, Vince oh. McMahon, take heed before you invest any more millions into your oh, XS, he's gonna XFL go full league. Speed ahead. This is not easy to do, and it might be Boondoggle 2.0 for you. And the other thing is, uh, let's take a moment moment of silence for the. Uh, Alliance of American Football podcast around the AAF podcast, which never even got a chance to get off the ground. Wasn't even fledgling. We were we were ready to launch it. We were planning it. We were planning it. Uh, we were I was writing up bits. I, I was coming up with Connie a lot was, of ideas. Connie Fox. I was looking forward to being a producer for the first time. Wes was going to produce it. Tiny Box was going to host it. Uh, it was going to be wild, and it just not happened. I'm crushed. In other news, let's let's uh, um, let's talk cheese. The Packers. Uh, we'll start with Jordy Nelson. You remember Jordy Nelson? Uh, he retired, um, uh, and we talked about it last Friday on Friday's show, I believe. We said that he was in the Hall very good. Had an incredible uh, five to six year run with Aaron Rodgers. Fell off after that knee injury, but had a great career. Thought it was over, uh, but. He spoke to uh, he spoke on the Dan Patrick show about what would happen if Aaron Rodgers called about coming back to the Packers. He said it would probably be hard to say no. So there you have it. And it is interesting. <laughs> you kind of he kind of put his buddy Aaron in a tough spot now because Aaron Rodgers famously was upset that he wasn't consulted about Rodgers being cut last year, and he ended up on the Ro- uh, or Nelson being cut last year and ended up on the Raiders. 
now Rodgers, you know, he kind of put the onus on Rodgers to maybe uh, whisper <laughs> I, into his front office's ear. And if he if he doesn't if he doesn't hear from the Packers, well, then he knows that Aaron didn't vouch for him. So Tough when spot. I saw that quote of what he said, it would probably be hard to say no. I definitely read it is as it would probably be a hard no. So mm. I thought this whole time that Jordy was <laughs> like, like, absolutely <laughs> not. I am done. There is no way. And I was like, this is juicy. I wonder what's going on behind the mm-hmm. scenes. But now this makes a whole lot more sense. Well, doesn't it tell? It tells me two things. One, that Aaron Rodgers has no pull in the front office and Jordy Nelson knows it. That's why he's saying this. And secondly, if he thought there was any chance of this happening, why retire right. in late March? Why not wait until July or something? Right. The, his, I'm, I'm sure his agent was aggressive in trying to find jobs for him, it sounded like, and, and including with the Packers, and I don't think those jobs are available. Uh, in other Packers news, uh, Mike McCarthy, who was fired back in December uh, by the Packers after a long run, including a, a Super Bowl win, uh, he spoke with ESPN.com's Rob Domofsky in a Q&A, and he had this to say, if we missed the playoffs, I expected change might happen, but the timing surprised me. Actually, it stunned me. It couldn't have been handled any worse. Now, I want to tee up the biggest Mike McCarthy hater in the room right oh. now, Greg Rosenthal. Yeah, you must think this is a bunch of malarkey. That's not fair. Um, no, I, I read the interview, and everything he said made sense. He didn't like the cold, impersonal way that it happened, that it was just, you know, from Mark Murphy, their president, basically no thank you, no nothing, just kind of stunned at, like immediately you after gone. I lost. You gone. And I thought he had good perspective on it. I was looking to have, like, see if he had a lot of fire and brimstone or what. And I think he, he realized the time apart was good. And I the, the most memorable thing from the interview was something his wife said to him right when he got home. He said the first thing when he talked to her and it was just the two of them was that she said she was relieved that you haven't really been here the last couple of years. Not just that you, you know, during the season, because that happens with every NFL coach, even in the off season that like when you're here, you're not really here. And I think you could almost see that in, in some of these coaches, including McCarthy, when they've been in a tough spot for a long time that like, you know, he needed a break. He was just in another place mentally. I mean, I'd, I'd look for the person who is happy with the way they were fired. That would be a story to me. But I, I, secondly, I have interviewed a couple coaches' wives where they had the same thing. Like, Excuse I, me. I, I just need like this person to be more available. And then the minute that they are totally available, it's like, you're around the house way too much. I need you to get back out and do other things. So what I'd like to check in with where she's at now on that. You place. know what they say, Mark? You what? never interview another coach's wife. Who That's said that? the old That's saying. Say. This was an award-winning uh, story, a blog post, an award-winning blog post. <laughs> what what award really? did it win? Uh, the National Blog Post of America Award. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of um, um, awards and almost winning and <laughs> fictional stuff, we uh, the sti- not the Stitchers, the Webbies. We found out in an email, an internal email yesterday, that we were honored as an honoree. honoree. Uh, which oh. sounds sounds good. Congratulations! Right? No, no, no. To be an honoree means that you were not nominated, <laughs> but you were in the first tier uh, or the first-ish tier of losers that missed out on a nomination. So, if you want to vote for that category, best sports podcast, go ahead. That's cool, but just know that we were almost in the group. We were in the Oof. top twenty percent, but so not, so not basically, basically five 
five pods got nominated. It was like 30 for 30, you know, the Steve McNair Sucks. one, the Aaron Hernandez. So, like, I guess overrated. we got to do, like, some true crime stuff if you want to get nominated. Yeah. And then there was another five or six that's, like, you know, honorees. So it's like the also receiving votes category in the mm. top 25 poll. Or it's like, it's honorable mention, essentially. It's like, it's like being a nominee, but worse. You're the best loser. <laughs> right. Hey, Ricky. It's almost just annoying. Yep. G- it actually gives me a thought. Can you reach out to uh, the Webbies and <laughs> oh, no. reject the uh, honoree? <laughs> I like it. Sure. Can you let them know that Good. we do not accept their honoree designation? Sure. And to remove us from their website. That's edgy. I was. That's like taking the medal off. When I yeah, getting like, and I looked at some of the, some of the honorees, and they you know they were some pretty well known podcasts and everything, and and I started to I was like, are they just trying to get more pop of people talking about the Webbies? And they're 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 getting it right now with these little honoree things. More than they already have talking about it. I'm I'm saying sweeping the nation. Moving on. The Detroit Lions have reached agreement on a one-year deal with C.J. Anderson, uh, the running back who was out of the league and then caught on with the Rams and did some damage with his big, beefy man body. He's 28 years old. He's got a Pro Bowl uh, under his belt. And now he joins a somewhat crowded Lions backfield uh, tiny box. You got Carrion Johnson, uh, Theo Riddick, who's their pass catcher, uh, and then, and Mark, radar for this one for you, but uh, Connie, it's Zach Zenner v. C.J. Anderson. Well, I wrote Doom for Zach Zenner Doom. on my, my yeah. sheet here. So what do you, what do you I mean, if C.J. Anderson can't beat out Zach Zenner, maybe his days in the league are numbered, but it seems like he has a, a strong path to the uh, – Yeah, no, I, I think he has a, a real good shot at uh, beating him out. But they also wanted to sort but of – But did you know that Zach Zenner led the league in rushing in the preseason four years ago? I did not remember that. That thank you for uh, jogging my memory. It there. was a you big know what deal on is. this show. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think that they wanted to limit the carries of Carry On Johnson, so it kind of carry makes... less Johnson. Okay, yeah. uh, so it makes sense. Damn it, everyone's stepping all over me. I don't know. Whatever, go to somebody else. Forget it. <laughs> I, the Lions come back, Colleen. <laughs> Can the Lions get a power back, please? They've been trying this since all the way back to like when Javid Best and Michael Lashore were in the backfield together. Whoa. Like Gary Blunt was a failure. Zenner hasn't done anything. Once in a while, you had Joyt Bell doing a few things, but they've never been able to get a real power back to pair with all their little bunnies in the backfield. Javid little Best. bunnies. Little bunnies that's, you know, kind of I mean, dash you, everywhere. You love some of those bunnies. Your boy Amir Abdullah. I, I like the bunnies, yeah. I was a big Javid Best fan. Not Maybe not as much as Jim Schwartz, who um, put some things on the doorknob when he was watching Javid Best film, if you remember. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Put a sock on the doorknob. Don't bother me while I'm watching Job at Best. Oh, the <laughs> Cowboys. They've been, uh, you know, they've supported Randy Randy Gregory, who's been dealing with off-the-field issues. Uh, the team now putting the money where the mouth is. Stole that directly from Kevin Patra's lead of his Around the NFL post. Nice. Incredible work Patra does. He's a grinder. Uh, Tom Pelissero of NFL Network reported that the Cowboys quietly extended Gregory's contract through 2020 uh, with 310 Gs of existing 2019 salary converted into a signing bonus. The deal adds one year worth 735K with a chance to earn more escalators. Former second-round pick. Uh, was set to be on the final year of his contract. So we're not talking big money, so it's not uh, some big deal. Colleen, I'm not going to interrupt you here. Uh, But the Cowboys uh, said that they stood by him, and this is a a little bit of a nod, like, hey, we're hanging in there with you for the time being. He's suspended indefinitely. So, I mean, I I guess 
they must sort of know something that he will kind of maybe be back at well, some point soon. What's interesting to me about this is he the Cowboys fail test any more tests. Right. They've adopted a very progressive attitude towards addiction. They have said we believe that addicts will fall off the wagon. It's it's in it's in them. It's going to happen. We know that. We understand that. We like his character, we like him as a person, and we like what he did for us last year. We want to continue the relationship. Right, and we like it so much we're going to take this opportunity if you want to look at it cynical. And I think I think it works for both sides. He's getting some upfront money that, you know, that helps him. But, hey, like if, if we're in a world where we're thinking you're going to be on our team for 2020, why don't we lock you in, in a, at a rate that's like way, way below market right now when you're going to take it? And wait, hold on. What does it mean they quietly – did it because it made news. We're talking about no, it I think, through all the normal channels. I thought about that. I think actually it happened a while, it, ago. It happened a while okay. ago and it was just sitting there. It's kind of one of those that they don't want to announce too much. It's like, hey, we just get, give this guy who was suspended for a year a big signing. Or, I mean, I can show you quiet. That was not that's I, that was not the yeah. quietest thing that's happened in our country. I was going to say, like, it could have been this week and they just like, hey, I'm going to convert some of this into this. Oh, <laughs> hey, hey Pelicero, you want to, uh, you want to uh, really annoy Ian? Yeah. Let's have you break this story. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot, man. That's my sure. question answered. Thank you. I'm going to convert some of it. He's like, what's, what's with all that vineyard? <laughs> what's with all that vineyard vine? Just anyway. another 20 to 30 minutes of this show, and then we'll be wrapped. <laughs> <laughs> Got some escalators, too. That's up. All right. Finally in the news, a new segment I call England Stuff. The new, the new Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. In London, open Wednesday. It is the first purpose-built NFL stadium outside of the U.S., and it will host two regular season NFL games later this year. Uh, the NFL, I like this little wrinkle. And this is like sneaky, kind of a big deal. The NFL field is stationed underneath a retractable soccer, I was going to say field. That's not what you say. Mm-mm. What do you say, Connor? Football field? No. Well, that would work. Football stadium. Soccer Football. pitch. Oh, a pitch. Under the pitch. Right. And you were in France for the World Cup when I they was. won it. And Look, you're I not know calling about it a nil, pitch. nil. That's about it. Nailed it. Anyway, this is a, a big deal because it's just another uh, indication to have a a football, American football specific field um, at the ready. It just shows how invested uh, England and the UK is and the, the product over there and, and the ability to grow. And maybe one day, Greg, one day a team can call London home. Long way off, but they have the facility to get it done. Well, at the very least, we'll, we'll have two games this year, you know, two NFL games, and who knows, maybe we'll be attending one of them. I would like that. Uh, there's also some talk that going the week before the season, like we did last year, if we were going to go once this year, that might like be more advantageous to us. But one thing I've learned at the NFL – doesn't really matter what we want to do. They're right. gonna they're gonna send us either Say way. That again. And I would love uh, I would love it to go see a game at Tottenham. Mm, that'd be great. Hey, for this new segment, England stuff. Can you put Ricky? We can't actually use the Sex Pistols, but find in the library some approximation of a driving uh, punk sound for England stuff. Sure. Okay, I'll do it. And that is England stuff. Got it. Great. All right, that's what's happening in the news. All right, boys and girl, it is time. Ooh, before I get into it, it's been a while. A word from our sponsor. Lisa knows how important rest is to a better life. Lisa is the foundation of a healthier, happier you. 
Lisa's most popular multi-layer foam mattress is made with premium foams, foams for cooling, contouring, and pressure-relieving support. Lisa believes all people should have access to deep rest and relaxation. Lisa donates one mattress for every 10 they sell through organizations that work in causes like foster care prevention. To date, they've donated more than 32,000 mattresses through more than 1,000 nonprofits. In-home delivery and setup is available, as well as financing. Don't miss out. Live healthier. Live happier by resting deeper. Mark, how's your sleeping going? A little bit better of, uh, of late. You know what would make it even greater? Lisa. Lisa. She would help you. Or it would the mattress company. <laughs> Order today and get 15% off any mattress for a limited time at Lisa. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash around and use the promo code around. That's L-E-E-S-A dot com slash around Lisa. And keep in mind that you also get a 100 night risk free trial plus free shipping and returns. Mark, if you continue to have sleeping issues and you say you're doing better. Lisa. I'll, I'll keep it in mind. Thank you. All right. Now, let's get to it. Pep talk time. Uh, you know, this is the time of year where there's some – some people are feeling great. For instance, Mark, you're Cleveland ground, Browns. Everyone's feeling great. Nobody needs a <laughs> – Colleen just went up on the chair about three feet. Continue. This I don't is know amazing. What's, what's wrong. Beat her up. Is this part of the show? I like it. I'm I was excited. just uh, getting more comfortable. And <laughs> Did that happen by accident? <laughs> The Browns, they don't need a pep talk. They just they just need to be excited about what's to come. But not everyone's like that, Mark. So why don't you pick out uh, somebody that could use one and then deliver it? I will pick the team that is the closest to the Cleveland Browns geographically, mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. You know what? You know what bothers me is I feel like the a lot of people like look at the Buffalo Bills and say you don't really belong in this league. You're a vestige of an old time. You're not shiny like the Dallas Cowboys. You don't glisten like the little Rams of Los Angeles. Look at you. We're going to just shove you into a Super Bowl. I say Buffalo <laughs> Bills ignore everyone. And I know, I know. you know what? This In this room, I think that we have the same thing going on. A lot of people told, have told us in the past, not in the last couple months maybe, but an earlier time in life, you don't belong here. When Colleen was... Oh, we get you know, that still. Well, we get it in this at this level, but always, yes. what are you thinking you're going to go do with your life? You're talking about a golf course out in the middle of the, the upstate New York or wherever you were, Colleen. Like people saying, you think you're going to get to NFL Network? The history is very rich here. The Poconos. Wes working in a post office. Greg picking strawberries. Dan doing <laughs> patch somewhere. Please. How are you going to get to the NFL Network? the Garden City patch. Erica doing all that she did. We've we've been we ha- we know that feeling too of people telling us we don't belong. And I would say this: ignore it, Bills. You do fit. I see it this way: you are set apart from the rest of the league in a special way. Drown out the haters, the gigglers, those who say the NFL never would have given you a franchise if we started today in 2019. You didn't get Antonio Brown because you're just not a big enough city. You're not glitzy enough. You can't have any stars. He dismissed you out of hand. Out of hand. I don't like it. You're a team pitted against the deep state elite. You got a bunch of little amazing Western New York towns around you. Towns like Batavia, New York. Batavia. Shout out. Conondaga. Conondaga. Corning. Corning. Dunkirk. Elmira. Eh. Geneva. Jamestown. I'm not done. Lackawanna. Lockport. Niagara Falls. 
Tonawanda, North Tonawanda. I've been, I lived in, I lived in these, I dro- drove through these areas. My relatives mm. lived in these areas. Mm. Olean, Orchard Park, Salamanca, Hornell, Montour Falls, Watkins Glen. Do it for Rochester, New York. I was born there in Strong Hospital in the middle of the night. And then I returned 23 years later on a bus from Los Angeles on the final leg heading towards Danbury, Connecticut. Got out to get a snack at a vending machine and was nearly mugged. But the bus driver stepped in between said crime and stopped it from happening. So do it for the guy who tried to mug me. Do it for the bus driver. Do it for Buffalo. Bills, ignore all the haters. Get to the playoffs. Change the AFC East. You have the coach. We met him a week ago. We love him. I love the GM standing up for the home team. Forget the other 31 teams. Who cares about image? Be you. Love it. Wow. I really like it. City needs it. The region needs it. And you delivered it. I feel like the players, if they were listening to that pep talk, you know, once you started getting into your history, maybe they would have. <laughs> I lost my way. Lost way but then you brought it. But you brought it back. Okay. You brought it back strong. It worked. You brought and it back strong. It veered, but yeah. The most, the I would say the most pleasant surprise. I don't know why I would I would be surprised, but I was was the Sean McDermott, uh, fun personality. The only guy that went through the crucible. Uh, our speed round during the owners' meetings and wanted more when it was over. Wow. He just seemed to, to be a dude that, uh, you know, is easy to root for too. And I and said that to Sean. I said, listen, somebody's got to get the Patriots out. Yeah. I don't like the Dolphins. I've never liked the Dolphins. But if it was the Bills, I'd be okay with that. We could root for that. Yeah. I'd be okay with the Bills. I'm just glad the bus driver intervened. He right. was this gigantic. Yeah. He just walked down the steps. You know, the big, gigantic Greyhouse bus. And yeah. like Some guy was sort of in my face. He's like, you know, I don't even remember what it was. It was like early in the morning. He's like, you don't bother the passenger. And he just moved this. He sort of Bussy! brushed this guy away. And I was like, thank you. Because I was just like a little I mean, tiny how, person. How much money did you have on you? No, like I also, guy. I think I was trying to tell like him. I have yeah. like my house key and like my driver's license. Like you can have them. But my house is like f- seven hours from here. Mm-hmm. Forget play so. like a bill this year. They should just put up the sign like do it for that guy on the podcast bus driver. Do it for Bussy. Um. Wes, you're up. Uh, I would like to sit Mike Tomlin down mm. and have a little heart to heart. Go a ahead, do pep it. Talk. He's right here. Well, Mr. Tomlin, to quote the great wrestler, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. Yes. Oh, hard do- times are on the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> hard times. Yes, You're under the yes. microscope. A subject of derision. Your back is against the wall. <laughs> but let's take a step back and re- re-examine this situation with a fresh eye. You came to the Steelers in your interview as an unknown, an afterthought, and you won the room. You got the job. It didn't take long for you to be viewed as the ultimate leader of men. In fact, one of the very first money drops on this podcast was what? Mike, well, Mike Tomlin's a genius. The Around the NFL podcast would follow Mike Tomlin anywhere. Yes, that's true. Close. That's true. Yeah. And look, Mike Tomlin, we humans, we're not always at our best. We don't realize our potential every year. There's a duality that merges into us. There's no light without darkness. There's no Yoda without Darth Vader. We gain awareness of ourselves and others from setbacks and difficulties. Growth happens by taking a long, hard look in the mirror and making adjustments. You know, going back to the Bible, Paul said to the Romans, <laughs> we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces per- perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope, and hope does not disappoint us. Look at your division. The Ravens are in transition. 
The Browns haven't proven anything. The Bengals are the Bengals. They don't win playoff games. Your D led the NFL in sacks. Your O-line is rock solid. You have one of the best young running backs in the league, one of the best young wide receivers in the league, and a legit franchise quarterback. Most of the coaches in the NFL would change places with you in a heartbeat. Mm -hmm. This is your division. Go reclaim the Iron Throne. Mike (laughs) Tomlin. Wow. I mean, Wes, excellent. And even a modern pop culture reference to close it, and I love <laughs> and when the you, Bible and an ancient pop culture. You went into your your Bible aside, and <laughs> the you, most pop culture, and you and you motioned over to Mark, and, and that was so natural. It was almost like a, an Obama speech. It was just beautifully wow, done. Thank you, mm, appreciate inspiring. it. Inspiring. The man, Mike Tomlin needed gifted. to hear it, and I think he'll learn be from that. <laughs> we, I, we haven't I done th- that in a while. <laughs> I think he'll learn from that. All right, all right. I, I got the Steelers at 13 wins after that, Connie. Okay, up. here we go. Hey, Giants fans. How you doing? Still terrible? (laughs) It's crazy how your season ended in December, but somehow you're still losing. I mean, it's it's insane. Odell Beckham, gone. No franchise tag for Landon Collins. And future AARP pitchman Eli Manning has delayed his long overdue retirement to return for yet another season because, of course, he has. Mm. So many L's for (laughs) Big Blue, but unlike Big Sean – Tonight, you're not bouncing back. But come April 25th, that's when everything will totally make sense. I swear. From the man who brought you, we didn't sign him to trade him. And we do have a plan. And this is part of it. Your fearless leader, Dave Gettleman, will absolutely piece together this horror show jigsaw puzzle at the draft. Maybe that means selecting Dwayne Haskins at six or... Maybe they're pulling a 2018 Seahawks by rebuilding, <clears throat> retooling, <laughs> to then go 10-6, and six, which, hey, in the NFC East is good enough to win the division. Dare to dream, yes. New York. And don't let the offseason get you down. Come on, guys. That's what the regular season is for. Oh. <laughs> wow. I think I nailed it. You know what? I, I think that made everyone. Dare to dream. It. You know what's funny? It. It's like this exercise, and I love it because uh, so far they've been – it's been on the nose in a, a, a good way. You're trying to help the, the, the Bills and and Mike Tomlin. Colleen, as an Eagles fan, is seizing <laughs> on the opportunity to just throw more gasoline on the fire, and I, I like it. it. It was dirty. Yeah, and it, it was uh, took me about three minutes to write. It was all from the heart, so well that's done. what matters, right? Great. I liked it. Um, what, if, what if he does have a good draft? It's possible. That's coursing. Yeah. <laughs> Better be. I mean. He's it, got a plan. Did we learn nothing from not – I'm not saying that uh, that Gruden now is out of the woods in Oakland, but did we learn nothing from last year? Can we at least see these things out before we mm. completely bury a, a franchise? Wait, what? That's like, true. What Gettleman. about Gruden? Well, he Were, was, Weren't they one of the worst teams in the NFL last year? Yes, because he was tearing it down and trading away oh. parts to rebuild with his in his own image. Uh, you just gotta see how it plays out. But I understand people are having fun with the with Eli and Gettleman and the Giants. It's fine. Gettleman's definitely taking the place of John Gruden for me this year. That's and, what I'm saying. We'll see, and there will yeah. be someone to take Gettleman's place most likely because Gettleman. Will I be think fired. so. Maybe in New York too. Yeah. yeah, he'll be fired if he does not nail this draft. Um, I want to. Uh, I got to talk to you, Josh Rosen. Sit down, young man. Uh, it's it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It probably feels like it because nobody believes in you anymore. That's how it must feel to you that you don't you don't have a champion. You have no one in your corner. 
at this point that your yesterday's news, even Charlie Casserly, who we love, he cited sources that you didn't work hard enough, uh, that you were you made bad decisions. And I trust Charlie, uh, but I also trust that you, Josh, you're not done maturing and growing as a human and as a uh, as a football player, but as a human. Uh, Wes, let me ask you a question. Was uh, Brett Favre, was he ready at 22? He was. It was said of him that he tried to drink up the, the entire city of Atlanta, and, yeah. and he was banished to Green Bay. Sounds like Super Bowl week. That is no. Uh, <laughs> 22 years old, was the, was the blonde bomber ready, Terry Bradshaw? Terry Bradshaw was not ready. He was benched three or four times. Jim Plunkett, one of the most famous quarterbacks of the 70s, champion. Failed out with the Patriots and had to go to a new team, the Raiders. 22 years old. You learn a lot when you're 22. And uh, here's here's why, Josh, don't feel bad. You're caught in the gears of a machine that is bigger than all of us. It is the draft industrial complex. He's been sucked in to the gears. He's getting spit out. And you'll get another chance. Maybe it's in Arizona. Maybe it's with Dave Gettleman in New York or whoever succeeds Gettleman. Or maybe it's in Washington or you boys, Greg, the Patriots. Uh, maybe he's the heir apparent or someplace else we don't know about. But just just be ready when that time comes because it is coming. And also know this. Hmm. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. You're like a guidance counselor. That's nice. Give me a hug. Yeah. Mm. That's really nice. Um, and I honestly believe that. This this kid, is he having, is he, did he do everything the right way uh, after being drafted? Did he have a good year in Arizona? Everything we're hearing, maybe not. But this idea, and I get it, it's a business, and Arizona's taking this opportunity to maybe seize on a generational dual threat passer with this new hotshot head coach that they that they believe in so much. Uh, but this idea now that is this guy mm. should not be thought of as a franchise-level player, he got no chance. He got 10 starts on a sh- terrible team and will get a fresh start somewhere else. I'm just wondering where it will be. Hmm. Rapsheet reported today, for what it's worth, that uh, something that makes sense logically, that the Cardinals might not be in a rush to trade him because what's the what's wrong with having both of these players, Kyler Murray, the presumed number one pick, and Josh Rosen on the roster and see how it all plays well, out? I mean, we've said that because I think the thing is it's not that you're going to go into the season with both on your roster, but wait till utter apocalyptic calamity strikes another team and then Josh Rosen's asking price mm. gets you a bounty. That It could work out that way, and right. even if that doesn't happen – Josh Rosen, the way the rookie pay scale is, it's not an outrageous cost having him on the roster at this point. And you have two guys you could potentially count on. I just think it's tough, though, for them because they have so many needs, like so many pressing needs. And the draft, because it's so defensive heavy with like really good guys, I just I don't know if they'll have the patience to to kind of have Kyler Murray and Josh Rosen. You need the picks now. Yeah. That's fair. All right, Greg, close us out. I want to give a pep talk to a guy I hope is not listening and, and stopped listening to our podcast because, he, you know, when he's mentioned on this podcast, he's often an object of derision, and his name is Andy Dalton. <laughs> I thought and, you going somewhere else, but go ahead. So did I. <laughs> I mean, it, I want to know who you thought it was. Well, bleep this out, okay? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> oh. what I thought, too. 
thought the exact same. Because that would work too. Yeah. Yes. Okay, go ahead. Okay, cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid of that man. <laughs> um, Andy Dalton is a guy who, at this point in his career, we because of us, partly, he is synonymous with mediocrity. Mm. He is synonymous with the prime meridian, with the very most average starting quarterback that you can possibly be. But I say, put your back up. Put your Put your bows out. I don't know what you do when you're when you're <laughs> Bow overconfident. Up. Bow up and look around. First of all, this room that? and everyone that talks a little bit about Andy Dalton. What did they ever accomplish in their life? How about go about a damn thing on the athletic field, please? This is a starting quarterback in the NFL who has made money for generations of Dalton to come. How about go back and look at the 2011 draft and what everyone said about Andy Dalton back then and who had the higher ceiling, like superstars, like Jake Locker. And uh, Chris, Christian Ponder and uh, Blaine Gabbert. How are all they doing? Yeah, Not Ponder where Christian Ponder exists right now. You've had an incredible career for a second-round draft pick. You've started about as many games as, as any starting quarterback over this decade. And you're solid. And you can be better. And this is the pep talk. You're 31 years old. This is the age where a lot of quarterbacks start getting smarter. They start getting better. And maybe they just catch a little lightning in a bottle and get lucky with some support around them. And then they start winning and you've got some support. You've got AJ green, uh, a future hall of famer still in the middle of his prime. You've got Joe Mixon, who I think is going to be an outstanding starting running back. Uh, You've got Tyler Boyd, a terrific slot receiver. Your offensive line is better than it's been for a while. And most importantly, you've got Zach Taylor. You've got a breath of fresh air on offense that can give you a chance. And that's all we're looking for. His career, Andy Dalton, your career is yet to be written. I don't think you have to be a mediocre quarterback forever. I don't think you have to listen to Chris Wessling say that Cincinnati Bengals never win playoff games. All streaks you must, can just look it up in, all streaks, on the internet. <laughs> all streaks must end at some point. And Andy Dalton, you're good enough to have a good second half of your career. You can do it. I like that. You lost your way a little bit there when you wanted to settle some grudges, take some shots at the people in this room and the <laughs> quarterbacks in his draft class. Settle but, some old scores. <laughs> but eventually you got back to speaking to Andy Dalton. I, I think he should he should be confident and he should realize he's had an incredible career. As starting quarterbacks go, he's in the top incredible strong. Ten to twenty percent of all quarterbacks drafted after, you know, pretty much period. He's had a good career. He's had a good career. Yeah. Rosie's and, really leaning a, into this it's right got now. A Let, Let me ask you this. Let's say that Tom Brady <laughs> retired today and the Patriots had Andy Dalton as their quarterback. Would you, the Patriots fan, be ex- as excited as you are, Greg, the commentator right Replacing now? Replacing the all-time greatest quarterback? I'm just saying, this. if he's had an, if he's been incredible, you know what? Would he, would he, what would happen? I, would, I think that they would have a chance to win some playoff games. All right, how about this? How about this? I'll give you the choice right now. The last two players we talked about would you rather have Josh Rosen or Andy Dalton for the next five years Mm. I would take Rosen but I liked Rosen better than any quarterback in that draft that's not looking too good right now but I'm not going to give up on that after one year so you're gonna you you would like Rosen's potential over what I would who just said has had an incredible career I'm saying as a (laughs) you use that word incredible as a as a professional yes I think any NFL player that last 10 years essentially has had an incredible career okay because the odds are moving the goalposts oh uh, (laughs) one of these pep talks no I mean it everybody (laughs) who plays professional sports is a great we know you're all beautiful we know that's not what I mean I mean as someone that stays as a starter if you if someone had a, a career at a different position, let's say running back, 
cornerback, linebacker. And it was similar to Andy Dalton. He would be beloved because he's a solid, above-average starter for that sort of time and that sort of durability. And he has done better than people expected. I mean, look at all those look at those guys that, that were drafted in front of him. And he just needs a few little breaks along the way, a little more support. All right. I like it, Greg. I've always liked Dalton. I'm, the support I'm starts here, too. Yes. Um, we can he we can start yeah. speaking about Dandy Dalton in a more positive way going forward if you'd like. And you know we could stick a pin in it because it, it's right around the corner. One of our favorite shows every year, the Dalton scale. We figure mm. out who is the prime meridian. Yeah. And Andy, spoiler I, alert, I believe Andy last year <laughs> found his way right back into uh, the the center uh, of the football world in terms of. Uh, the, the fringe line between mediocre talent and franchise starter. Will he stay there? Mm. We shall see. Uh, Connie, I mean, what can I say? The tiny box, she comes in. She's professional. She nails it. Prepared. She does a windmill reverse 360 dunk on the New York Giants and their fans. On behalf of That's the how city, I pep talk. We got Bryce Harper doing giant bat, bat flips on their rival. It's good to be Philadelphia's own Colleen Wolf. It ain't bad. <laughs> When do we get you back on the show? Because we got to squeeze you in between your globe trotting. Whenever. Are you here I'm next a, week? I'm, a, well, not I'm available. You're available? How about I'm when? available until July. How about, I was going to say Wednesdays with Connie, but I think next week it would be a Thursday show. Oh, really? Will you join us next Thursday? Sure. All right. Yes. Mm. <laughs> it was, the, are you, wait, hold on. You guys got to talk to my people. <laughs> yeah, well, now yeah. we. My camp. Ricky Hollywood. Your camp. But it, is it on your <laughs> radar uh, that. We might have Colleen back-to-back weeks, which is something the broad the broadcast has never had in its entire nearly year-long run. What do you <laughs> want to do right now? <laughs> I'm there in spirit every week. All right. I mean, there's something to be said for varying your guests. a little so. more uncomfortable than I thought it would be. <laughs> what are we doing joke. right now? Ricky, need you. You're batnath. You're protecting me in the lineup. You're playing left center field. You got a new glove. I'm excited. Me too. Can't wait to see you on the field. Wes, actually, Wes and I, it's so great to have my consigliere, Wes, back. The Don Zimmer to my Joe Torre. And uh, Wes said, the, what is the number one thing you're looking forward to seeing uh, tonight on the field, Wes? Can you catch a fly ball? We'll see. Ooh, I might have to come and heckle you guys. This is great. <laughs> I, I say you can. You're a college athlete. Of course you, of course you can catch a fly ball, but it's not always a given. It's, it depends if it's way – I'm a little short, so if I don't time it right, it, it, right. Could, it could be uh, – yes, First tight. step, always back, not forward. Exactly, but I'm quick, so I think we'll be all right. And don't worry. It's going to take all of us probably a few weeks to get going, so not, not too much pressure. Yeah, we'll I expect be ready to roll. Eric would be like, can Wes catch, catch a ground ball, please? <laughs> a lot of pressure <laughs> on everyone as the shield. Hashtag defend the dynasty. Let's go, boys. And, and, and Mark? We're in talks. Got to get you back in that front office, even in a uh, like you know how Casserly they get in an tired. unpaid way, the way my last role was. Yes. Well, uh, when you suspended David Ely the first year, it really set the tone for the whole year. Thank and you for remembering. Yes, it was. It really brought the team together. It's it's the only thing I did the entire right. season, and it was, it was vaguely effective. I would I would say maybe wait. Two, three weeks, then suspend David Ely again. doesn't really <laughs> matter yeah. what happens. Just everyone can get behind it. And I, I mean, you guys, I would remind you, I think the other thing the, the GM is like when you had a, a rowdy, you know, group of minxers that went out and got hammered on whatever it was, Thursday Cinco night. de Mayo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You don't need that stuff to happen. That's where you need someone in the front office who's yeah. desensitized all that. And you're also not the defending champions. Did you say desensitized? Ooh. 
to all this like to like oh we're the champions we're so awesome it's like no you're not you are not even the champions someone else out there one of these other mom and pop operations are the champions that's right like Akeem Olajuwon winning the NBA title when Jordan was out give me a break yeah. well interesting we don't count it we're gonna need a couple scouting reports from Mark too on everybody. Well, but we knew, well, now, that's, that's, now I'm questioning his that's loyalty involved. with some of these comments he's making that's, about the dynasty. We're in the pep talk episode. I'm telling you, you're not the champion. Go become the champion again. I, I believe And I believe you can. We are recognized as the champions, even if it's only in our own minds. And in this studio. That's all that matters. <laughs> all right. All right, let's go. Stan Hans is signing off for Quiet Storm, the mailman, Connie Fox. Great return. Yeah. Great work. The old boss and Ricky Hollywood behind the glass. Let's go. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.